What's up, guys, and welcome to A is a Podcast, a podcast where we discuss a variety of topics from comedy, movies, and even mental health. Make sure you rate our channel and tell us what you think. And also follow DJ Sabotage, D-J-S-A-B-O-T-A-J on all socials and C-T-G Mark 10, that's C-T-G-M-A-R-1-0 on all socials. And now the latest episode of A is a podcast with DJ Sabotage. You are now listening to a cutastic beat. Hell yeah, I want it all. I ain't really trying to play. Ignoring every call if it ain't about to pass. So I really got a ball. Coach put me in the game. Ever since I got involved, it ain't never been the same. Hell yeah, I want it all. I ain't really trying to play. Ignoring every call if it ain't about to pass. So I really got a ball. Coach put me in the game. Ever since I got involved, it ain't never been the same. Hell yeah, I want it all. What's up, everybody? This is DJ Sabotage, and welcome to Hey, it's a podcast. I'm here with my co-host, my brother, my fam, CTG Martin. Hey, how hey, you doing? Hey. What is happening, man? Man, let me tell you, I am still floating in the air with the last guest that we had. Uh, I don't know what else to say, but Reese was amazing. Honest to God, I don't know how our next guest is going to top that. Oh, well, I, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. Pressure. I did, I, did, I did my research. And let me tell you, people, if you love Deadpool, he is the alternative of Deadpool. Okay. <laughs> let me put that out there. I, I saw some video. And uh, even though I saw the meatloaf and I got a little hungry, I'm laughing my ass off. So, uh, but Chris, you can introduce our next guest, if you want to. Our next guest. Can I do it? Oh, man. I wish we I wish we were so Raised from Lima House. Just get it in there. <laughs> Let's go. Just pretend you're, you're climbing a rope, and you're about to touch the bell in fifth grade PE class, and I want to hear you shout it to the rooftops, Chris. <laughs> I, I wanted to do, like, the old NBA entrance. <laughs> Coming in at 5'3". No. <laughs> high five my god i'm 65 oh i'm sorry my eight almost me in the eyeballs you take your boots off yet <sighs> <Come on, man. laughs> we got mr west woods with us today how you doing man i'm good man how are you guys Ooh, we are i mean we are uh picking up some steam over here um, yeah cooling off at this point <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> we are starting to get some people getting a hold of us we um we're doing some things with this, uh, what we thought was going to be a little podcast. And uh, we are getting more and more people that are interested in coming on. So like when you said you would come on, I was stoked because we've obviously known each other a few years now. And when we first started this thing, the two big things we wanted to highlight was, you know, artists and the things that they do. But secondly, beyond that, we wanted to spotlight people that had a voice, had something to say, were opinionated, could, you know, I think there's too many people in this world that are too afraid to be themselves. And when we started going mm. down this road, you just instantly came to mind. I was like, I know a guy who is unapologetic himself all the time. Uh, I think you were the f- first person I pitched to Taj. I was like, listen, he does a segment on our you know local Lima news section. He knows a ton of stuff when it comes to cooking. He knows comic books. He knows movies. I was like, you know who we are that's that just is right up the alley that's having a conversation so yeah dude thanks for being you uh, absolutely it was an easy i was like you gotta you gotta have this guy on and here we finally are right absolutely man uh, once again i appreciate that too anytime you got somebody reaching out to you when you're doing something you love and um you're passionate about it i mean that's always great man that's a good uh, confidence builder for anybody well i think you just have a ton of things too that you do that I personally just find funny as hell. I rewatched your uh, I'm going to shave my beard uh, video on Facebook. I don't know, 50 times because you, you got those, <laughs> you got those like Jim Carrey eyebrows that just do their own thing. You got, they're dancing around while you're fighting the shape. I'm like, hey. okay, I've, I've seen the videos of you doing stand up in the past. I mean, Oh my gosh. My guy, man, what haven't you, yeah, what haven't you done in this town? 
Um, tell us about you. Start, start. Where, all right, where were you born? <laughs> I was born here in Lima, Ohio, man. Uh, great. I've left well, for a few years and came back. You know, it's just my hometown, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, I. Jeez, where do you start with this, man? Wait, I mean, that's the thing. So wait, wait. Stand up. Let's start with that. How did that work? How did that start? Why did you want to do it? Minus the fact that you're like, you know, Deadpool. But what happened? Tell me about it. Give us, give us the origin story. All right. So um, we had some friends that owned a car dealership here in Lima, Ohio, and um, they were they just bought the Ohio Theater here in town. And this was like six, seven years ago, I would say. And um, maybe even longer than that, man. I, I don't know. I can't keep up with the times. Um. We, I went to a few of the shows up there at the Ohio Theater, um, and I was like, you guys got these MCs that come on and introduce everybody before they come out. I was like, why don't you give me a shot? I think I'm pretty funny. You know, the biggest mistake of my life to say, I think I'm pretty funny. And um, I'll never forget it, man. The uh, I was the MC one night for a St. Patrick's thing, and um, first joke I let out, <laughs> I just chirps in the audience, and... Um, yeah, I, I bombed pretty hard, but I still continued with the show and uh, introduced, you know, the other com comics coming up and, you know, rounded out the show. But I stuck with it. And then I always feel like that defeat, you know, that feeling of bombing um, is what everybody needs in order to, like, light a fire underneath them. And from that day on, I uh, I caught the com comic bug. I started going to Dayton, uh, Toledo to do these like uh, writing things with other comedians to help you with your uh, stand up and all that and how to form jokes. And it was good times. And um, I eventually got to where I had about a 15 minutes, um, a good solid, like anybody can say they have 15 minutes on stage, but there's probably a lot of like pauses and they have notes they're probably looking at and a list, you know, on their bar stool where the drinks at. I had a solid 15, man. I mean, it was probably, I thought it was great. I got booked on a couple of shows. Um, actually got paid for it. That was wild. You know, the first hundred I made from doing a comedy show was, ah, this still gives me chills to this day. And the yard lighting a fire under me right now, man. I don't know. <laughs> Kids come along and things change and you kind of reevaluate. And that's where the cooking thing started taking off. Speaking of the cooking thing, for our listeners, <clears throat> you don't even understand that you are in the presence of Lima's own culinary gangsta. Ooh, you give me too much yes. credit, my guy. I appreciate Boom. that. Let me Drop say it one mic. more time. Lima's own <laughs> culinary gangster. So let me tell you how it. I got I had that to hit term. it like the new day right there. <laughs> oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> so the, how I got that name, I want to say it was like 2012. We were cooking some, well, I was cooking chicken for a wedding. You know, all these people who were pulling up to the, well, it was after the wedding and they were coming over for the, what's the after party called? You talking about after the wedding, reception. the reception, the reception, the reception. Yeah. So, <laughs> he wasn't the DJ. He wasn't the DJ. Right, right. <laughs> so I was cooking food. I was cooking chickens on the open pit. I had like maybe seventy or eighty of them going, half chickens, and literally everybody that showed up, they had to walk past me, you know, to go back to the reception area, and they were like, "Damn, white boy, you got the hood smelling good." <laughs> and I just felt like I belonged to a different, you know, culture and race at that time. I felt love. Felt and, like you were uh, invited to the barbecue a little bit. They're like getting gangster with that chick. And I'm like, well, you know me, man, I'm the culinary gangster, you know. I got sodium MSG up in here. That's all I play with, son. But, <laughs> well, um, I would that's that's yeah, go ahead. That's basically where it started from. He uses salt and pepper. <laughs> I, I would tell you, uh, the videos that I watch on your hometown station and the way Ooh, that you shout out to those guys yeah exactly <laughs> shout out uh the way that you leathered the ribs my man oh yeah look i was it. like just give, give me a piece of that bone that that's it all i wanted was the bone they could get the meat just the way that you leather <laughs> the whole spices i already knew that bone would taste just like the spice i'm just saying i'm just saying yeah you know uh, sometimes when I cook, I got to tone it down sometimes because I like, I really like to use a um, lot, lot of ingredients, a lot of seasoning. But the main thing is love, man. Now, I've, I literally just came off of like three months 
three and a half months of a mac and cheese recipe. I've done 40 recipes. I'm finally starting to lose weight. I'm gluten's falling off my armpit juice. It's crazy. <laughs> but, I mean, when, you, when, you're, when I'm making these recipes, at least, I usually go through like 40, 35 or 40 different recipes before I finally narrow it down to like three or four that I actually like, you know, with like, well, brisk, I can't do that with brisket right now. The brisket, like, I got to like, you know, hawk a kidney out of myself in order to get a brisket now. But yeah, man, I don't know. I just, I really like cooking. Uh, it's, it's like my spark. You know, I hope I pass it down to my kids one day. It's a beautiful thing, man. So what you, what are you thinking of for like an end game? The cool thing is I was thinking about this uh, just yesterday. We've been very fortunate enough to have people on the podcast that are getting semi-fairly established. You know, our first guest, I am just cause he's out in LA. He's pursuing a career in music and art. Uh, we actually had a, a comedian named Wyatt Lutz on. Um, he's doing some really great things. He's, he's uh, doing things connected to like Dave Chappelle and uh, Donnell Williams. Um, obviously Reese, 20 years established musician, but we've been very fortunate with those guests. And I was thinking about this. Like, I want to have people on though, that maybe we see even something more in and try and give them, we call it giving them the flowers. Okay. And what that is, is just saying like, we want to give you some kudos on some things and are curious about like what your future endeavors could be. So like for cooking, right. You have way too much of a personality to just be a guy in a kitchen that serves good ass food. And trust me, I've had Mr. Woods meat in my mouth. It's very juicy. Stubby stubby and juicy. Stubby and juicy. Like just like we always describe it. (laughs) But like you are you are very much a a personality. You are a person that you know in a room I I struggle to keep up with because I am also a center of attention kind of guy sometimes. And you, man, you take that light and you run with it. it. You're funny as hell. You have a ridiculous amount of involvement in this town. You just, I've never met anybody that dislikes you. Um, You have a ton of friends. You, again, you have connections to the Lima News. You've cooked at a bunch of different places all over town. Like, do you have high aspirations with this? Like, where where are you trying to take it, my guy? You know, I guess it's just my own insecurities. I always feel like I'm going to fail, man. That's the thing. And what I really want to do is I want, you know, I bought this truck two or three years ago off of, well, maybe two years ago off of uh, my barber. You know, there's a few people in this world you got to trust, man. Your barber, your butcher, and your mama, okay? That's it. Write that down. But um, my barber actually hooked me up with this uh, box truck. It's an 87 GMC, all aluminum inside. Used to be a little Debbie Hostess truck. And, I mean, it was sitting next to a barn uh, for like four years. Didn't run. We poured gas in it, caught ourselves on fire with the carburetor, trying to start it like three times. We got that thing running, man. I never felt like, you know, like when you finally get that feeling back, like, man, this is this is where I'm going to restart, you know, like start getting my stuff together, get this together. And it's just like you change, become a different man, almost like when you're, you're newborns born or something, you know. But uh, my, my plan is to, you know, take that truck and make it into a food truck. And, um, you know, with kids and sports and newborn baby, like sometimes I put that off on the side burner a little too much. And, you know, but like I said, I'm always afraid of failing because, I mean, I know how to cook. I know how to market. It's just not really good with, um, you know, making, um, you know, if you go and get a loan, people want a, a business plan. And I'm just like, I'm going to buy a bunch of meat and I'm going to cook and people are going to eat. They're like, no, Wes, that's not good enough. <laughs> but uh that's I, I think that's where i see it happening plus also with that food truck going back to comedy and music what what i did write out in my business plan for that food truck would be you know open mic nights outside you know in the town square of lima or you know around another place in ohio because i will be able to go around ohio but just giving people the opportunity that somebody else gave me to like show what i'm made of i could do that too with my food truck by having open mic nights you know on the side of the food truck where people come in and you know with musicians too we can do a musician night or you know something 
that's just it. That's all I got, man. With that, I mean, I think that's really good, though. My my yeah. advice, I would say, Wes, is whenever you feel that sense of insecurity that you can't do it, do it, because that is a masking of something greater. Once you unmask that and you get out of that comfort zone, you're like, you know what? I'm I'm nervous as hell right now, but I'm doing it, right? right you have yeah. no idea that the amount of people that have been waiting for you to come forward with this food truck and open mic night and band night. Hell, have it all. Grab, grab a, a cheap camera, a cheap tripod, put yourself on YouTube with all the trucks. And everything that you're mm. doing, you have people out there saying, you know what? I've never seen a dude make the food that he's doing and coming around with a comedy crew and a band. Do you understand, even though Dave Chappelle is famous for who he is, he was making money for Yellow Springs for bringing talent to the woods, that's wild. The woods. Right? Yeah. And and not because it was just Dave Chappelle. He did it for his community. But the fact that he did it spawned what he's doing already. He's touring now, but it started in that woods. So just think about what you're doing, what you just said right there. If you put set up a camera and just let the entertainment beat it what it is. Lima doesn't have that, Woods. No, nah, they don't. Lima doesn't have that. Lima doesn't have this podcast right now. There's sure there's a hundred podcasts right now, but they didn't have Reese. Nope. You know what I'm saying? So you they can didn't. do this. I'm 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 right behind you, bro. Bam. Make it happen, Wes Woods. You know what's funny you know, is like man. as as he was talking about too. that, like bringing in these artists and doing all this shit. You're telling me a viral, a video would not go viral of a local artist doing a music video of multiple food trucks in downtown Lima singing a song about repping for the 419. You telling me that wouldn't get some notoriety? <laughs> it at least would locally. Let me tell you this much. The first guy that I would have on there would be Chris Stedek Henderson, man. Oh, I fed him. We, we did a thing called Hippie Stock. Yes. Years ago, and uh, I fed him a fried bologna sandwich. He's like, My guy, you fed my soul. <laughs> like, dude, if you only knew the love that I have for fried bologna sandwiches, is there more of a local legend right now? I because I have known Static's name for 20 years. Shout out to Static, let's put that on Paul. Stop. Shout out to him, man. Right? Go ahead, that, continue. That's it. Oh, I'm just saying, that guy's done a ton for the Lima community, yeah. And I just, I, he brought uh. He brought a reggae group to Delphus, Ohio years ago. And I thought that was the coolest stuff because, you know, this is more of like a country town kind of bar, real small. You walk in any night, you might hear Bon Jovi, you might hear ACDC, you might hear George Strait. To walk into a, uh, a bar unannounced, I don't remember like big promotions or anything. I just heard reggae and I was like, the shit is it in Delphus? Okay. And I remember watching so many people walk out because that's the town that Delphus can be sometimes. But I saw a girl that I went to high school with and lost my damn mind. And then I saw a few other people from the Lima area. I'm like, what is this? And they're like, yeah, aesthetic, man. It's, it's his buddies. They, And I come to find out I knew the bar owner at the time. I didn't live in Delphus. This was years and years ago. But that guy just, his outreach is really cool. So yeah, if you're going to grab somebody up to promote with, Wes, that's a pretty good local grab. So the, the radio stuff, that's kind of like how all this uh, cooking took off, to be honest. Um, I knew a, a girl named Amber Rose. She's also here in town. Shout out to her, man. What a sweet Shout idea. out to her. Yes. Yeah, man. She's always trying to put stuff down for Lima, things for people to do. I mean, she's tried adventuring and getting things here. And I, I think she's done a damn good job. Um but one day she reached out to me. She was on the 921 The Frog in the morning. And uh, she wanted to know if I wanted to do a breakfast of booze. And I was like, count me in, my guy. Let's go. <laughs> so what was that? We were downtown. Breakfast What's of that? what? Booze. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> I'm like, dude, your, shit, your stuff sucks. 
Hey, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, you know, you get a little fuzzy. I just wanted to make sure we were going down the right path. I got you. I got you. I actually knew Amber a long time ago. We were, we were very, very young. Um, I, I, unfortunately, I haven't talked to her in a very long time, but yeah, uh, 17, 18 years old. So probably 15, 16 years ago. Um, Wow. Yeah. She, uh, she dated one of my really good friends uh, for a couple of years. And we were very, very close. Uh, we just grew apart over the years. And yeah, I've seen um, a lot of the stuff that she's doing in town. And it's really cool to have like, you know, no, known the star before the star kind of thing. Cause I've seen her name and I've seen her face and a lot of places popping up. So super oh, yeah. proud. Of, yeah. Super proud of the work she's done out there. Really cool. And she's an amazing singer. Yes. Very good singer. Very, very right. good singer. She used to do these YouTube things on uh, where her and her girls whoever we get you know together and talk on certain subjects and topics and uh she quit doing it and i was like man it was, they were re- they were getting really good too so i mean I, maybe she just got her hands a little too full on full on other things but yeah I, I think she's a great person i'll tell you another thing too is like i think there's a huge opportunity in lima um there is this uh there's this ethos of lima that growing up i didn't recognize because i can tell you fully right now i was one of those people that when i left lima i was just like uh screw lima it's it's garbage it's trash and as i got older i was like you know it's not the location it can be the people and it can be your own mindset and then when i realized that a town doesn't dictate how i do things or a town doesn't dictate how people interact with it or try and make it better or, or, or in our case, a lot of times in Lima, make it worse. You know, how many businesses right, have come yeah. in here lasted a year or two and then are gone because they don't get support. And there are still people that are thriving, like Alter Ego Comics, uh, The Met, Old City Prime, uh, Vino Bellissimos. Like, there are some really cool businesses that there's just like, it's almost like this, there's just a small little disconnect between musicians, artists, performers, and these businesses that if they work together could make something really amazing. And I think that there's opportunities for that. And I just, I, I wish I could see that more. I think alter ego does an amazing, amazing job in our community. And I'm so pleased to have them too. So. Absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah. Alter ego comics, uh, Mark Bauf, he's the one that owns the place and uh, he's been doing a lot of stuff for this town, man. I mean, he brought in, um, live at the lab in the back it's a recording studio they just did a release ah gosh dang it what was that girl's name last month or a month and a half ago uh did an album release for her it was beautiful gorgeous they have food and dining and drinks out there now because of purple feet boutique i mean he's doing and he has two extra floors upstairs to expand on to do other things and Man, I just don't know what he's going to do next. Well, you know, it'd be great if he had like an arcade upstairs or something. I I don't know. Uh, shout out to David and Omar for the Russ Gage Records. Jasmine, I can't remember her last name. I'm sorry, but Jasmine yeah, yeah, was Jasmine. her first name. Yes. Yo, I uh, have a Russ Gage Records um, poster down here in my man cave on my fridge. I love it, man. It's just it's got everything about Lima in it. It's got the refinery, it's got the state prison, and then it has this DJ disc, but it spells out Ohio. It's amazing, man. I think their art's great. Hey, speaking of um, Omar and uh, Ruskay's records, you know who uh, Omar's married to, right, Taj? Yes, I do know. I'll say I won't drop too many names, but I will say that we worked with this person for a very small stint. And kudos to them for the stuff they're doing. I actually got to see, uh, I, I haven't personally met Omar. I, well, Vino Bellissimos, you know, in passing. I think anybody who's anybody from the Lima area probably remembers Omar from Hit the Lights. Probably the biggest band uh, to come out of this area. Yep, awesome band. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they toured the world. Um, they were on one of the Madden soundtracks. I mean... They were in Vibe Magazine. They, there's a ton of things. The, the accolades that Hit the Lights had, I think, was amazing. And the fact they came from uh, this town, and I got to see them when they way before they were. They they had a name before Hit the Lights. I won't throw it out there. I don't know how it goes when you get start getting famous. You can get sued for anything nowadays. So trying to throw too much out there of old Lima history, but um, yeah, that entire group was just super super cool. But um, 
yeah, I was at Alter Ego and I saw Omar and then I saw the person that me and Taja worked with previously. And she was still such a nice, like she remembered me and we only worked together for a couple months. And that just kind of goes to show the kind of uh, person that she is. I thought that was pretty sweet. So um, yeah, you know, shout out to the people, you know, trying to make moves in this town. You know, it was super easy for me. I tried it for a few years playing shows and, you know, anybody to anybody has done something through Harry's hideaway and tried to make it their own. Um, but, you know, to the people that are still in there and like doing things like Vino's and uh, the Met and, you know, trying to make all the improvements around Lima, I, I, I tip my hat to them. I, I just it's it's so easy to walk away from something that seems like it could be a problem or needs a lot of work. So the people staying in the mud, man, kudos to them. Yeah, absolutely. So my question to you, Wes, um, and for those who want to start cooking, never cooked in their life, never grilled in their life, what what would what would be your uh, instructions for them? What, what would be the first thing that they need to do before they ever start to say, "Hey, I'm going to grill"? What would, what would that be? I mean, you can make it as simple as you want. You can look. I don't care if you use propane. Some people are some people are just like I want to taste the meat and not the heat. You know, I've been there. You know, I've I've experimented plenty of times. There was a time I didn't know what I was doing, and that's okay. Um, if you want to learn how to cook, then just go into it. Uh, get a cookbook. I got um, Joshua Wiseman's cookbook. Really great, funny guy. I love that guy's stuff, man. But I mean, anytime, if like, you know, I got inspired from seeing a recipe book. I mean, recipes that were in some plastic thing next to my mom's stove. And I remember talking to her about it. She's like, well, this is my mom's recipe, which is your grandma. And that just kind of intrigued me. And, you know, that's kind of like why I like to revamp those and put a new spin or twist on it. Like, you know, for nowadays, because back then, what? They were cooking stuff over open fire, probably, and hiking 15 miles uphill in the snow and beating all snowmen to go to school. But I don't know. Man. What were you doing? But if you, what's that? What were you doing, the snowmen? Beating them off. I thought that. I thought that. Yeah, I picked up on that, babe. <laughs> I picked up on Listen, that. Like nowadays, dude, if you just want to go out and cook, there's so much stuff available online through TikTok or YouTube, even just to get a starter kit for what you would need to just start cooking because you'll be surprised how many people out there don't even know how to make a grocery list or a weekly um, schedule on, you know, what they're having to eat Monday through Friday and let alone just what ingredients to buy. Like, how do I make that buddy? We live in 2022. Our phones basically go up to outer space and then back into our hands. We can look up anything. This is true. This is true. I will tell you this much. One of the craziest things I've cooked so far is uh, water. Okay. I've smoked water on my smoker. Shout out to Pit Boss. Those guys, you know, helped me out along the way with uh, grills and whatever else I need. But, um, did you say water? I smoke water. Yeah. I smoke water in a tray and then I freeze it and I have smoky ice cubes for like my whiskey sours or wow. old fashions. Yeah. I know. I sh- right. Come on. Wow. Straight I'm like, thought, this is like, I thought that, that was leading to a bit. I was like, he, what's he about to get us off? I'm, I'm literally no, like processing no. what you just said. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Hey, and a huge shout out to Wes too, because he, okay. I didn't know how to make toast. Okay. Before I had children, that was not on the plate for me. Like cooking was not a thing for me. My wife is a quite exceptional cook, and that was cool with me. And if she was at work, Taco Bell was good. I'm cool. <laughs> and so when I had children, that all changed. I had to actually learn how to, you know, dethaw all the things that she made and make them hot again, <laughs> which was tough. And then as they got, as the oldest got older, that didn't pass no more. I couldn't just give her milk. And so I actually had to, I will say, yeah, I mean, I was sick. So I have maybe been cooking now for five years, four and a half years. Um, and Wes came out to one of our cookouts. I mean, this has been years ago. He probably doesn't even remember it. Um, but we were just meeting and stuff. And like, he had this dead ass serious face on and he's looking around. He's like, who made this? And like, I look over, I'm like, the fuck? Like, and like, I don't even remember what it was. I, pork chops, I think maybe. 
And I was like, and no, I like, I didn't even say anything. I just stopped. And my wife was like, Chris made those. He's like, nice. Like, that's just who, that's just who Wes is. Like, he just, oh, he's just such, dude, you were such a character sometimes. And that's what I love about you. It was like, and then when I, I told him, I'm like, yeah, dude, I've literally only started cooking. I've never grilled before last summer. He's like, shut up. You shut your mouth. Like, I'm like, yeah, I have it. And we've swapped, like, you know, whenever we have big get togethers, I, I think the, the last big one we had, well, friends miss, obviously. Um, oh, don't even remind me of that because that was my 40th <laughs> recipe of macaroni and cheese. And so I used, good. I used the white, no, it wasn't. No, 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 no. Okay. I, used I will the say white this. Cheddar <laughs> cheese. It was trash. No, was, no, no. Okay. Cool. Shut up. Complete trash. Shut up, dude. You <laughs> shut up, dude. <laughs> First of all, I have yet to have something that came from you that was trash. And that's just being dead honest. Your food's always ridiculously amazing. I will say the, the tray of Mac that you sent with B over here. It hurts. It hurts. That was amazing. Whatever you sent in the, the, I'm a legit professional metal aluminum tray thing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. That that was was the one. That was fire. 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 But like I like, said, I just can't leave them alone. I always think like, well, what if I try a different cheese? No, because that stuff soaks into the milk, which then gets soaked into the pasta. <laughs> Never mind. It's it's whatever. I love what that. what is that. the seasoning that you sent over to put on the mac and cheese? Um, I think Kenders. Oh yeah, I always yeah. So Kenders they sponsor oh. me for my cooking segments. So like, they always send me a care package every summer because. You know, I get the grill out, and they have me outside grilling on the news. And uh, I always use Kinders, and I love their stuff. Their products are so good. So what's the saying? Is shout out to Kinders. Uh, Kinders. <laughs> no, I, you know, <laughs> thank you, Chris, because thank you, Chris, because that was literally my my next question. Like, who is the number one spice company? Yuri said it. So shout so, out yeah, to Kinders. Yeah, I've tried. I've tried. Like, look, don't get me wrong, Weber and Pit Boss have some great pre-made mixes of, of seasonings, but man, Kinders, if you look at the cover, like the product of Kinders, it's from like 1946 and it has some old white man on there. And it's probably like Orville Redenbacher's cousin or something like that. That's exactly what it looks like. You know, Lansing. Redenbacher's is yeah. damn good popcorn from microwavable popcorn. My God, but you got to get the movie theater. And that's what Kinders is, man. It's just fire every time, dude. I ain't gonna lie on that mac and cheese. I don't think a lot of people did it because everyone's like, why would I put like a dry seasoning on mac and cheese? And I was like, dude, if, if this is like B was like, oh, hey, put I this know on it here. was. And I did it. Yeah. 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 So Amazing. what I did is I toasted up some breadcrumbs. So I, I yes. processed my own bread and then toasted it up in some Kerrygold's butter, the Irish butter, baby. Look, now we're getting that. All right. Now we're getting that. <laughs> now he's eating up. He's right. eating up. So the Kerrygold's butter um the the um processed bread and then um it was like a steak butter burger uh kinder seasonings i used in it and uh with some parsley and some garlic and it was just gorgeous man some parmesan cheese too yep there it is that stuff that's you just put it on top for like a a nice crumble yeah bang it some of the best mac and cheese I had. Oh, and like, bacon was in it. Come on. Yeah. Like it had, dude, it had everything. It was like a, a mac and cheese. I won't say casserole. It's not like there were layers. But every bite, I was just like, the, what is this? Because like, I'm a Velveeta box guy, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm a lazy trash person. But that mac and cheese was just fire, my guy. Like that's a recipe you could have in a restaurant as a side that people would just lose their shit over. And you know what? I've had many people tell me, like when I cook stuff, they're like, why don't you have a restaurant yet? Why don't you have the food truck up yet? Because this stuff is good. And I'm like, you're just telling me that because I'm on the news and like I come here and I give you food. And they're like, no, dude, I would literally pay you for this. And I'm like, well, I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, you said something you said something earlier about, you know, the confidence and Taj kind of had a thing about um just do it, power through it, and all that. Taj just got me wanting to go outside and run five blocks. Oh, do, do you think I'd be on this podcast without Taj? The man don't <laughs> quit. He is the ultimate hype man. He's like, like when he called me, he's like, "You're so pretty, you're so funny." Oh I'm God. like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, yeah, I guess I'll do an episode or two. But no, I'm serious. Your food's excellent, man. And 
I, I saw a thing one time that said like, if you're going to be afraid, be afraid, be afraid of being successful. And if, if, if that success is what your fear is based off of, then you've already won. And at first I didn't really get that. And I had to really think about it because like, we've talked about it on this podcast. I have sometimes social anxiety issues. Sometimes they're good, you know, not good, but sometimes not as bad. Sometimes they're really, really bad. The biggest thing with dealing with anxiety is like, it's a fear of something that hasn't happened yet, which is how you kind of work through it in your own head. For me, what works for me personally is I have to realize that the thing that's causing my anxiety and my fears is an unrealized reality that hasn't manifested itself yet. So therefore the fear of it and the anxiety of it doesn't get to have a hold on me. And once I can wrap my head wholly around that idea, my anxiety takes a back seat. Cause it's like, to me, it's like, got, got you, bitch. You're not real. You're not a thing. Yeah. That's a good way to put that, man. Yeah, I, right. I totally agree and, with that. yeah. And everyone has to figure out their own, you know, their own reality of dealing with fear. There are people too. Like, I love what Taj said. I, somebody else I've seen had a really great, great quote too. Like if you're afraid of failing, uh, be afraid that the only failures that you find in life are the opportunities you've never taken. And I love sayings like that. That shit gets me hyped. And I'm like, let's go. Like, cause it's, it's true. It's like, you, you know, the, the old Kobe adage, you miss every shot you don't take. You, there's a million great quotes out there that at the end of the day, I always boil it down to this. It's like, if I do nothing, right. Let's say I don't do a podcast. Let's say I don't play another show or, you know, write another song or whatever. There's nothing that I've put into this world that my legacy is going to be remembered for. Now, the opposite side is let's, let's say I do all three of those things, right? Let's say I, I do the podcast. Let's say I do another show. Let's say I try to write another song or whatever, and it goes nowhere at all. Nothing, nothing comes of it. Okay. And then 15, 20, hopefully 40, 60 years from now, when I'm no longer around, my kids are going through an old box or their kids are going, Oh, let me tell you about your grandpa. It's a legacy. And we, we try to talk about that on here as much as possible too. It's like, we, we may not always be able to fix something today, but those aren't the, those aren't the, like, the greatest achievements. Your greatest achievements come long after you're gone. And even if it's for a small crowd, even for our own children or for our friends or for our family, it still makes an impact and you'll be remembered. And I think being remembered is the most thing. So don't ever let fear hold you back. We try to promote that as much as we possibly can on here is the entire start of this thing for me and Taj was driven by my fear of what if I say the wrong thing? What if I mean something, but say something else? What if, you know, cancel culture, we've talked about that. And Taj is such a good hype guy of being like, you know what, who cares? Let's go. He goes, actually, I think the one thing he said to me, he goes, yeah, but what if you say something that's exactly right and it changes somebody's day or something along that line? And I really thought about it and I started thinking about like, wouldn't it be great as my kids get older and they start having to tackle like social issues and things like that, or much like this episode, you know, our kids are friends. It wouldn't it be cool in 10 years when they get older to, to embarrass them and be like, check us, listen to us sound like we're cool in our thirties. So yeah. there's no, to me. I'm starting to lose that fear that I've had for a long time of a lot of things. I, I'm tired of letting fear run my decision-making because I'm missing out on opportunities. And I, I'd hate for you to do the same thing, dude, your drive, your passion, you, your skill alone can get you anywhere you want to go. And you know, the support system that you have between the girls and us guys, like we got your back, dude. So whatever you're trying to do david goggins on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) are you running right now i am uh you know i know we just got a new mayor but for the next select no (laughs) um no i i i'm i am i'm trying to change my outlook on stuff man instead of just being so blah about things i realize and taj has really helped me with this he's like you know don't be afraid of your opinion he's like you're a super opinionated guy and that's why i want you on I want your voice to be out there. He's like, because of all the years I've known you, I've just thought your shit was great. And I thought your opinions were spot on. I think more people are going to feel that way too. So he's like reignited this confidence in me. Cause Wes, you know me, like I'm just not a super confident guy. Pause for clap, wait for laugh and move. Okay. Ah, <laughs> <thank God. laughs> 
I like the fact that there was an actual <laughs> I'm, just, I'm enjoying i'm listening man i'm feeling you oh right now. I'm, I'm trying to hype you up right now i'm trying to i, I call it taj it's working i'm trying to taj yeah, you up working. right now <laughs> we're gonna sabotage that moment and put put in positivity that's where oh. we're at but no like you know chris you're absolutely right and you know uh lima and, and no offense to Lima, but those who try to pursue something of their dreams, even if it's the smallest or the biggest, and you, you know, go to a dance competition or a singing audition and you come back to Lima and there's always that one person who is a hater and they say, well, I told you so. Right. Yep. Right. We right. all had that moment. All of us. And I've done a lot. I have yeah. done a lot. Yes, you have. Even before the, the pandemic, I have done a lot. And still come home to, I told you so. So during the pandemic, I was like, you know what? I'm jumping on Twitch. I'm DJing on Twitch. And that led me to DJs that I would never to this day believe that I have contact with right then i meet up with roy jones jr i meet up with you know S steve and and dave tango from ghost hunters and i'm really cool with them i talk i literally just talked to tango 15 seconds ago um and just these people i kept meeting i drove to cleveland with my avatar blue car right i call it avatar blue because it's literally that blue uh and i almost broke down my car almost broke down 30 minutes away from cleveland and what i do i put it my ass to cleveland but then i will still have that lima mentality of I may not make it back home and oh my gosh, work this and people that, and they're going to look at me all crazy. And, and I'm starting to feel some time. I was literally about to just jet back home. Once I landed to Cleveland and went to rock and roll hall of fame, because you know, I had to do that, but I was going to go right back and end every opportunity that I just got invited to. But something told me, wait, I waited. I got the text where I was supposed to be. I met up with them and I was in a room with Machine Gun Kelly. I was in a room with Megan Fox. I was in a room with 2 Chains. I was in a room with Bill Murray. I was in a room with Guy Ferry. I was in a room with Power. So I was in a room with Usher. Like I was in a room with Power. And then I realized putting my ass back three, four o'clock in the morning, I realized that's what you needed to see. That's why you need to Flintstone your ass to Cleveland. Yes, material things can happen. It can break in front of you. It can stop. People who don't know your vision can stop you. Mm. What you need to do it's not listen to them, but listen to you. Listen to your fears. Listen to that inner body. Listen to those intuitions. All of them are the spirits above, your ancestors, the people who passed away, the people that you encourage. You is telling you to do it. Even if they say, even in the back of your mind, it says, you know what? This may not be your day. Make it your day. And tell yourself that you're wrong. Because by the time you completed that, you look at yourself in the mirror and say, holy shit. What was that? I, I accomplished something. So for me saying this, I just feel like I needed to say this to you. The people that I saw in, in, in my inner body, I was fangirling the fuck out. I was like, yo, Usher still looks like 2000 Usher. Like, I'm freaking out. But externally, hey, how you doing? What's up? And taking in the moment. Because now I know if I'm in this building for a reason, you know, I, can, I know now where I can be.
So I come back and I call Chris and say, Chris, remember what we talked about where, you know, we, we need to do something. We need to record this. We need, let's do it. Fuck it. Let's jump it. You can't swim, man. I got you. Let's jump. Let's do it. And he said it. I don't. I don't know, man. I. 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 Am I supposed to be? Am I supposed to be the villain? Am I? I'm like, no. You're supposed to be you. And we're just going to make this happen. Whatever comes to be is going to come to be. But we're going to make this happen. And sure enough, we had people like Wyatt, who's going to have his own Netflix special. Wyatt, I know you're listening. You're going to have it. You're going to make that happen. Reese. Her story was impeccable, amazing. I am just cause. After his episode, as of right now, his latest song that we we asked him to put on our intro is 4,000 views on YouTube right now. Over what, 10,000 uh, views on his on his song three years ago. I'm not saying that this has something to do with it, but it's encouraging people to do better, right? Be more. You have an amazing talent, Wes. And there's no reason that you can't, there's no reason for you to only put it in Lima. You're bigger than that. Go back on your Instagram, hit those stories, show people that you got some amazing ass food. Cause I'm, I was hungry when you tell me about Mac and cheese and I can't eat cheese. I'm like, that's how I, if I die, <laughs> Mac and cheese from Westwood is going to be it. It's out there, my man. The ocean is open for everybody. Even if you feel like you can't swim, jump. Someone's going to grab you. Someone's going to notice you. That's that's my encouragement. I'm Taj Callahan, DJ Sabotage from from Social Club, whatever the app is, and I'm out. <laughs> no, I'm looking good, but I'm clapping. So. All right, so I know what I got to do after this. I was looking in your Instagram. I was like, man, I literally just went on search and typed in food, and I got hungry. Is is almost as simple as that. I have an Instagram. It's crazy. I do have an Instagram. That's how long it's been. <laughs> no, I'm telling you right now, I'm, I'm letting you know, Instagram is the way to go. It's happening right now. Like, especially with me, like the outlet is happening right now. Uh, it's all on Instagram for sure. Like I literally typed in food and there's so many people just like showing all their goodness. Yeah, man. So um, one of my main reasons why I, I just really enjoy cooking um, it's, it's a place where I can go and like zen out, you know, my anxiety, depression, I can, I can go and wrestle those things away just by, you know, being in the kitchen, cooking, if it's in my own kitchen, or even when I worked in other restaurants, it's like where a place you can go and tame your beast. Yes. And, um, you know, for me, I have a form of Alzheimer's. This isn't something I usually go around and tell people because, you know, it's just, personal stuff but i have a form of alzheimer's because i had carbon monoxide poisoning on the job site mm. that's a long story i'm not going to get into it it involved right. the demolition saw and the lima mall but you know um i had to go see some doctors actually when it happened i was in the hospital i think for four days four or five days i was admitted uh that's a crazy story in its own but uh um, wow. Basically, what I love about why I love cooking so much is because just like food, I mean, just like uh, music, food can also take you to a place in your in the past, man, make you remember how things used to be, you know, like when family used to get together at, you know, for Memorial Day weekend, you know, and uh, you'd be at a cemetery cooking out and there's, you know, parades going on. Uh, in Buckland, that's what we always did. We we would go and celebrate in Buckland because it was a small area. That's where most of my family's buried. We'd have a big old freaking barbecue, man. It'd be like twenty of us there and um, parade, and you know that's just where 
some some of this like when I grill out, that's where that takes me, man. I, I love those memories. You know, it could take you to a memory that you totally just hatched out of your mind and it just finally came back. When you taste something that takes you back to ninety three, you know, in your mom's kitchen. Right. Right. I mean and if you don't have your mom and your dad around anymore, those are really great memories to have, man. I mean, to be honest, I mean so my cousin Shonda, she's got my, my Aunt Kim's or Cindy's uh, potato salad recipe. And I'm telling you, every time I eat this potato salad, notice how I say potato, not potato. We don't put raisins in our salad, okay? But listen, every time I eat this potato salad, it takes me back. It takes me back to when uh, my mom was living out in the trailer park. My Aunt Cindy lived next door. We would have, you know, in the summertime, we'd grill out, camp in, the, in between the two trailers or whatever. And my drunk Uncle Terry would show up, right, in his Z28, doing burnouts, getting chased by the police. Because Uncle Terry had a warrant back in the day, man. He's poked <laughs> out of his mind, man. That's that's where that potato salad takes me, dude. And it's it's so good. I don't know why, but it just reminds me of a summer night. There's exhaust and fuel in the air. You can smell the rubber, the tires, and you can hear the sirens, man. That's just where I'm at with it. That's Walton's trailer park, my guy. I think so- we all have an Uncle Terry. <laughs> I was gonna say we all got that uncle. We all got that uncle. So that so that means Wes, when when the weather gets warmer, uh, I need me at least three bones of the ribs and that potato salad. I think we need some potato salad. <laughs> hey, and I'm I'm just gonna throw this out there, okay? If if this podcast has given me a confidence boost, it's absolutely destroyed my confidence in my friends because this would now be the second time a large reveal of something in my friend's life that has gone on or is going on that I am learning about on the podcast. Boom. Oprah y'all moment, can, baby. Y'all can call me. <laughs> All right. Damn. I am learning more about myself by just not talking and being like, oh, what you got going on? I, <laughs> I, I did say we were friends outside of this, right? What the <laughs> Wes, you you can call me, man. You got shit like that going on. Come on now. (laughs) Man. Oh, my goodness. What the hell am I doing? Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) That's hilarious. So here you go. Here's a question. Let's make it. We'll call it the final question. The what would your final meal be? Ooh, there we go. Ooh, like if I was on death row or like death. Yes. Row. Death row. Suge oh. Knight. Damn death row. Final meal. Final meal. That's a tough one, man. Taj, what would your <laughs> what would be my final meal? I would like to have some baby back ribs okay. and some potato salad. Who's cooking them? With the seasoned fries. Ooh. And and red Kool-Aid. Now we ain't Ooh, hold on. son. We ain't going no strawberry, no cherry. We talking about yeah, red. Right now I know we ain't talking Applebee's either. Who's cooking and, this meal? And who's gonna cook this meal if he did, if he ain't on death row before me? <laughs> Westwoods. There we go. Same with the chest. Same <laughs> with the chest. Celebrity spot. It's gonna cost extra. Last <laughs> final meal. I got you. I thought about it. There was one or two uh, definite definite answers I had, but um, I gotta go with fried bologna sandwich and the pack of Lay's classics. Okay, and of course. Damn. Uh, Kool Aid jammer, man. Fruit punch. Go with Kool Aid jammer. Going with a. I think in uh, in Delphus they call that the uh, Marble Town steak. We call that a Kentucky fried steak around here. That's too. right. <laughs> you, you fry bologna, you now got steak, my guy. So, Chris, what is your final meal? First off, the person cooking it, because I've tried cooking this meal myself, and it does not taste the same, is mama. When mama cooks, it's different, and we all know this. When my mother makes... Shake and bake pork chops, Velveeta mm. mac and cheese, fried taters and spam, mm. Lee's iced tea. Oh. Mm. With the oh. Lee's. Oh. Done. Oh, Lee's. Dropped it with the Lee's. 
Done. You know how they make that, right? <laughs> Pure sugar with a drop of water. <laughs> no, I don't want to ruin anybody. I don't want to ruin it, man. It's good tea. It's amazing tea. I have diabetes yep. from it, but it's delicious. You can lose, you can lose your left foot. Oh, you'll get the sugar foot for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're getting sugar foot. <laughs> Ain't no doubt about it. It is worth every so, drop. Know, when you wake up in the morning and your feet hurt as soon as they touch the ground, that's that leaves feet. <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting at the bottom. Yep. No, I, I mean it, though. I, I mean it. I swear to God. Uh, growing up, that was my favorite meal every week. M- most of the week was like, you know, hot dog, mac and cheese, s- simple and quick. You raised, you know, by a single mother, you get simple and quick. But man, when Friday hit, right. whoo, shake and bake pork chop, baby. I make it to this day and I cannot get anyone in this house to eat it with me. <laughs> no, I love shake and bake. Man. <laughs> I could eat shake and bake all day. Give me that extra crispy. <laughs> I want them thin cuts. I want nothing but like that bacon. Oh, right. so, so good. Mm. So, before we end the podcast, we always do this every episode. We like to tell the listeners some positivity. And Chris, you miss you missed the preacher's sermon. Uh, <laughs> did I had to hop off for a second? I apologize. The pastor Sabo's sermon, but you know we we get it we get it back on the replay. But we, <laughs> we we have something always have something positive to say to the listeners every episode. Uh, mine is always sabotage the moment. Whenever you find a negativity, sabotage the moment and find positivity. Chris, I I planned on taking it last week. Reese beat me to it, but now it's mine. I ain't got to try and yell at nobody for it. I've always said, be patient and be kind. And I've always loved that saying, and I love where I got it from. But my new outro and no more introductions for it. It just is mine now, unless she sues us. And then I can't say it no more. But (laughs) (laughs) live the life you love and love the life you live. That's it. Wes. My turn. Yeah. Get it, my dude. All right. So, um. Because I like traveling, you know, and look, man, when you're in old San Juan in Puerto Rico and you see a Cutlass 442 go past you with 22s on it and the homie looking at you, you know the look, right? Like, yo, white boy, you're in the wrong hood. Everybody knows that look, no matter what hood you're from, right? Yep. But um, I had the best fish street tacos around the corner from like, where did they, where did they build or where did they bury their dead around there? What did they call it? And they keep them above ground. It's like the crypts or something like that, man. It's, it's crazy because they're not buried in the ground in these cement boxes just hanging out by the fence and stuff. But Like a mausoleum? Um, yeah, something like that. But uh, okay. Okay. One, of, one of my favorite Anthony Bourdain quotes, um, travel changes you. As you move through this life in this world, you change things slightly. You leave marks behind, however, however small. And in return life and travel leaves marks on you. So like I said, whenever we go somewhere, especially if it's out of the States, you know, and I get a chance to eat what locals eat, that's probably one of the most pure things ever because somebody else is making use a plate and they're welcoming you into their house and they're showing you some love. And I don't go eat at like resorts or big name restaurants. Like I said, I was in old San Juan. A dude had a street taco cart. Like we had hot dog carts here, man. And that's just the beautiful thing about it. I feel like you get more of the flavor, more of the experience, and more of the love of the neighborhood of wherever you're visiting. Well, I bet the next time we talk to you, you're going to be talking to us about that food truck and putting all that lima love into it. That's it. And setting, and setting your own mark in this town. Yes, sir. And you're going to have my first dollar there the first day it happens. So, if, if You know if, what? I was thinking about just selling that truck, too. And um, I, I just keep thinking, like, if I sell this truck, my son... My seven-year-old and my one-year-old are going to know that I sold this truck instead of chased my dreams with this truck. Yes. Yep. So, man. We're all fathers, and we've all now. It's not about, it's not totally about us anymore. It's not about our fears and our, our fear of failure. It's about showing that you can get through adversity and letting our children see that. Uh, we all now have children at that age, all three of us. We all, I, I know all y'all's kids. <laughs> and we all have kids old enough now that, our actions and how we speak and what we leave behind for them is now starting to imprint. They are all three at that age. 
Yeah. And I refuse to let my child live in fear the way I did for a long time. I, I, I will not allow it. I will show her how to kick down the door on all of her fears and chase her dreams for everything. And trust me, I'm not knocking my mom. It's not, she didn't, she, she was the strongest woman I ever knew ever to this day and still do, but she had limitations on life. Being a single mother is not easy. She had to give up on a lot of shit to provide for me. And so, you know, I, I, I'm able to provide and still chase dreams. I'm going to do it while I, I still got time on this planet. Exactly. So Wes, thank you for stopping in. In our crazy world of A. <laughs> Appreciate you guys. This has been fun for me. Yeah. So as far as everyone else, later days. And if you enjoyed this episode and or the podcast, give us a review, rate the channel, and follow us. You can follow me, DJ Sabotage. That's D-J-S-A-B-O-T-A-J on all socials and Twitch. CTG Martin, that's CTG MAR10 on Instagram. Make sure to check us out every week where we will be discussing part two episode of Yay. Until next time, later days.